0: every person here uh, that is here today that God allows us to be in his house. We're so thankful to be in this series called Supernatural, and as we got ready, I want to tell you, it's my fault. I called an audible today. I was going to talk about demons, and then I was going to talk about angels, but it's baby dedication, so you can't have demons, and then angels, and then babies come up. So I said, well, you know what we need to talk to today and what we need to talk about? We need to talk about prayer. So I want to tell you today as we dive into this series and we talk about prayer today, I want to tell you I'm going to be quick because I believe in two Things. I believe that God's word will not return void whenever it goes out, so I'm just going to be preaching his word today. But I also believe in lunch. Amen. Does anybody else believe in lunch today? So I know that we are here to see some babies get uh, dedicated here after our worship experience. So today, I want to ask you this as we get ready to dive into his word. Here at the Vine, we say you're only a guest once, after that, you're considered family. So First off, if you've been here more than once, welcome to the crazy family. Don't worry, I'm the crazy one, so you don't have to occupy that space, it's all good. So you can be normal in our family today, but family always gets to know each other. So I got two questions for us to get to know each other today. And the first question is this, let your neighbor know. If you're watching online, give us a comment, or if you're watching throughout the week, you'll see some folks interacting with you. And my first question is this to prepare us for today. What is the favorite gift you have ever received married couples this is a t-ball question for you to have a great day look what is your favorite gift that you've ever received if you're married you should be looking at your spouse smiling right now I want to tell you if you want to have a good Sunday afternoon this is your moment what's the favorite gift you've ever received So when I think about me, I'm going to give you my church answer. Obviously, it's the free gift of salvation. Am I right? Isn't that the best gift that any of us have ever received? We know that 100% outside of my family. This church has been the favorite gift I've ever been able to receive. I know, don't throw something at me. Don't throw donuts. But I'm so thankful for this gift that we have at the Vine and this family that we have at the Vine. And it is my favorite gift that I've ever received. But now here comes the harder question and the real question. What is the favorite gift you've ever given? Don't, don't look at your spouse and say that right now. This is the wrong time to tell your spouse that you're the favorite gift you've ever given. Don't do that. What's the favorite gift you've ever given? What is your favorite gift you've ever given? It could be anything. Maybe you go back to your childhood. Maybe you go back to Christmas. Maybe it's birthdays. What's the favorite gift that you've ever given? Because honestly, we're going to be talking about some gifts that are given after the service with child and baby dedication. That's seriously an awesome gift that has been given. But I want to tell you today, as we dive into the Word of God, we're going to talk about one of the best gifts we can give is how we work and where we work. And pray for others when we just get in the Spirit and we follow His prompting. Honestly, this past week, uh, I I got a haircut. So if I said what I'm thankful, I'm thankful my hair still grows. Praise Jesus. I know one day it's going to fall out. But I got a haircut, and I was going to get a haircut. And God in His faithfulness said, bring extra money. Now, sometimes, you know, when the Holy Spirit tells you to do that, you look down and you see there's money in an envelope. And you're thinking, you're like, is it just a 20? Like, and you look, and there's three 20s in there. And God said, bring all of it. And I was like, oh. You got something in store, but I'll do it. I'll do it because you called me to do it. So what I ended up doing is I took that in there and as I got my haircut, I got to see a blessing unfold where somebody had been praying for someone to help, help their kids with something for school, okay? And I was able to do that uh, another time, but this time specifically, the person cutting my hair was in tears saying how they couldn't get something for their child for school, And so when I was in that, I said, okay, Jesus, you let me be a part of a moment. That was an awesome gift to be able to give. And so as we go through this today and we talk about gifts given and gifts received, I want us to talk about this idea of prayer, this idea of prayer. So if you've got your Bible today, we're going to be camping out today in Ephesians 6. It's where we've been in this series and throughout this series. So if you've got your Bible, go ahead and get to Ephesians 6 If you don't have your Bible, what I love is our Vine production team will make sure that it's on the screens around you, wherever you are. Uh, You can follow along with us on the Bible app. We have Bibles in the back if you would like to follow along with us there. So if you've got your Bible, wherever you are, I've got mine, I like to have my my old school copy in my hand. If you've got your Bible, let's get to Ephesians 6. If you don't know where that is, that's in the New Testament, kind of toward the back. And to set the, kind of the stage of where Paul is in Ephesians, if you really want to know what the first century church believed, you got to go to Ephesians. All right. If you want to know a groundwork of what Christianity looked like in the first century church, go to Ephesians. And so Paul starts off in Ephesians 6:14, and I'm just going to read you two words from that, Ephesians 6:14, And he says this, stand firm, stand firm. He goes on after that to say, after you stand, stood firm, put on the full armor of God. But what, what I want to talk about today is what did Paul mean by stand firm? Because today, really what we can look at is the question we want to answer at the beginning is what is the real world application to stand firm? Because I believe right now, some of us are struggling. We're trying to figure out how we can stand firm, how we can dig into, dig our heels in the ground, how we can be where we are. And Paul says to the church in Ephesus, stand firm. And so the question is, what's the real world application to stand firm? And the answer is prayer. Prayer. Because I'm telling you right now, when we look at this world we're in and the chaos that we're in, I wonder if we looked at how much we prayed and got on our knees to stand firm versus what's going on around us. If we saw how little we prayed, and this, God's been convicting me, the Holy Spirit's been convicting me of this myself. If we saw how little we prayed, we wouldn't be surprised what's going on around us. As a matter of fact, we wouldn't be shocked at all, because so many times when it comes to prayer, we can make any excuse possible, can't we? So many times when it comes to prayer, we'll struggle and say, well, I've got too much to do to pray. Guilty all the time. (laughs) Got too much to do to pray, like prayer's something that, that I can't do, or maybe I'm just not spiritual enough to pray. Maybe we believe that we have to have a degree and and, and something after our name to even pray, but I want to talk to us today about how to pray in just the few minutes that we have together before we celebrate child dedication and these gifts that we've been given. So, let's see what happens when we pray and see where Paul is and talk about how we should pray. Ephesians six eighteen is where we're going to skip down to if you're taking notes. And I want to share with you quickly in our time. I told you, believe in lunch and believe the Word of God does not return void. So let's talk about how we should pray today. Number one, if you're taking notes quickly, is this. We pray without ceasing and agreeing with God's Word. We pray without ceasing and agreeing with God's Word. Ephesians 6, 18 says this in the beginning, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Have you ever just prayed the Bible back to God? Have you ever prayed His promise to Him? Because if we believe His Word does not return void, and we know that this book is His promise to us, and this book, this Bible, this thing that we spend time with is His Word to us, why in the world do we go and make our request our way and instead pray for His Word to be over our life? Because I've seen the most powerful prayers I've ever prayed have been just praying God's Word back to Him. Now. I'm not you to go home and pray the Ten Commandments, do not kill, do not covet, You're, listen to your mom and dad. Kids, Though listen to your mom and dad, for real, honor your mother and father. But like, I'm not saying that, I'm saying have you ever just taken God at His Word and prayed it? And have you prayed without ceasing? Because so many times the to-do list, how many's to-do list in this season got longer? How many folks in the house your to-do list got longer? Mine seemed to have. It was supposed to not, right? Like this is supposed to be the season to reset, rest up, and get ready, but our, our to-do list got longer. And so we think, well, I, I can't pray. I'm not spiritual. It's going to take too much time. Some of the best prayers I've prayed is trusting God at His Word and knowing the Holy Spirit is interceding for me on my behalf and say, Jesus, I don't even know how to pray for this person, but you're telling me to. Do your will. That's simple. And watch what He'll do. So many times I wonder in this season that we're in, what would happen if our Vine kids, our kids in elementary, our preschoolers, our babies, our students in high school and middle school, our spur students, what if we were the generation to model to them to stand firm by getting on our knees instead of rifling off that comment, instead of fighting with someone right away because we, we don't agree with them politically or, or we don't agree with what they're going, what if we were the generation that stood up by getting on our knees. Because I'm telling you so many times, if we want to see real change, it starts with getting in the presence of God by getting on our knees. And so oftentimes what will happen, I will tell you, I've made the same excuses when it comes to that, when it comes to praying without ceasing. So many times we think, hey, the longer I pray, the better. You ever been there at Thanksgiving? And that prayer just keeps going on, you smell that turkey, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the prayer—you know the person not to ask to pray at Thanksgiving, you know. Don't lie. Don't look at them right now, that's wrong. Don't look at them. But really, like, you know the person, you know the person you don't ask to pray when it's time to eat, right? Sometimes it's simply, God bless the food and make it zero calories, amen, in Jesus' name we pray, right? Like, something good, we think it has to be really long, it doesn't. It doesn't. We also think, hey, well, when it comes to that, so many times we got to have $20 seminary words, right? we got to go through all the names of God when we pray. we got to go and drop all those names of God at the beginning and end. And I want to tell you the most important thing you should know is that in Jesus' name, He knows your name. He is your creator. He already knows who you are. You don't have to keep speaking His name back to Him. you just got to trust He is who He says He is. And so many times, the quickest prayer can literally be what I just said. Jesus, I don't know how to pray for Him, but You're telling me to, so I lift Him to You. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not that. Maybe so many times when it comes to praying without ceasing, we think we don't need public prayer. But you see, I think Jesus, I remember he said something like this, right? Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also. Have you ever had someone pray over you? It is powerful. It is absolutely powerful. Maybe it's not the public prayer we're afraid of, it's the private prayer. But remember, Jesus told us when he was here on this earth, remember he reminded us, whatever you do, go into your room, close the door, and get into the presence of God. That happens when we pray. Something that Jesus has been convicting me of is we don't pray without ceasing. I don't pray without ceasing. I, I've tried to make it a habit to pray at least three times a day, and, and, and I know that that seems like, oh, I'm, I'm not trying to be holier than thou. It's not that. It's that making a point to go to prayer, and sometimes my prayer is, Jesus, I'm committing to you this time to pray. Whatever it is you would have me pray, whatever it is you would have for me, speak to me in this moment. That's simple. So we are called to pray without ceasing, and we are called to pray all kinds of prayers and agreeing with God's Word. That's why today we open up our care room where you can come and somebody can walk with you in the season that you're in and just pray with you. I'm telling you, uh, if you want to see something challenged, uh, I know all of us are thinking about lunch. It's going to happen. Pray that God gives you the quick decision in the parking lot, because that can be 20 minutes. We already know that. But when you see your waiter today, ask him how you can pray for him. You want to see something crazy happen? Ask them how you can pray for them. Don't do it at the checkout. People may get mad at you. I don't know. But ask your waiter how you can pray for them and watch God move. Number two, if you're taking notes today, really quickly, we want to pray for people more than possessions or positions. We pray without ceasing and agreeing with God's Word, and then we pray for people more than possessions and positions. How many times do we pray for God to give us more things, right? Right? Like, God, I know I don't need that car, but I really would like that car. Like, we have those lottery ticket prayers, right, where we just hope, like, hey, if I get the right combination, then God's going to bless me, and we think that that's what we should do, but Ephesians 6.18 reminds us with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. What if we spent more time praying for each other than we did about the thing that we wanted? And I don't mean, uh, listen, listen, I'm saying it this way. What if you say, well, I don't know how to pray for people. I want to tell you two ways we can pray for each other today. Number one, we can pray for people to be reconciled back to God. Because all of us are sinners in need of a Savior. We are all at odds with God. We are born separated from God in our sin, but God in His great grace, mercy, and love sent His one and only Son to live the perfect sinless life for us, died the death we deserve, paying the penalty for our sin on the cross, but loved us enough not to stay dead. He rose the third day so that we can have life, have it to the full on this side of eternity, be exactly who He created us to be now. We don't have to wait until eternity to be there, and all of us need Jesus, right? So we can pray for others to be reconciled to Jesus, but also we can pray for others to be reconciled to each other. We can pray for people to be reconciled to God and people to be reconciled to each other. In this season we're in, we need to pray for reconciliation, don't we? This moment and time, in Christ Jesus we are one, unified, red, yellow, black, white, precious in His sight. All of us. What if we were on our knees praying for reconciliation instead of rifling that comment out to separate it? What if we prayed for it? What if we prayed for people to be reconciled to God? Yes, that's the first step. But what if we also prayed for us to be reconciled with each other? We can pray for people more than positions, more than possessions. In our life, so many times, I'll tell you, as as I'm blessed to be a a pastor and a realtor, so many times what I get to do is I just say, God, whoever you place in my path, I pray that you would let me help them. Because if I don't, who will? What if we looked at that opportunity today and everything that we do? Because I've noticed when I pray for possession and position, I used to get mad at God, don't I? Maybe you do too. Because it ain't what I thought it was, right? God, if they just give me that promotion and that raise, man, I'm going to do so much for you. It's going to be perfect. But then we get it and we're like, God, this ain't what I prayed for. I need the next promotion. I need the next car. I need the next house. I need the next address, right? We get there and it just leads to frustration. Last but not least, if you're taking notes today, Paul goes on to say in Ephesians 6, we have to pray for the courage to lead. Pray for courage to lead. So we pray without ceasing and in agreement with God's Word. We pray for God's people, not possessions or positions, and we pray for the courage to lead. Ephesians six nineteen and 20 says it this way. Paul says, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Paul is in Roman chains. He's about to face the Roman authorities, the most powerful people in the known world at the time. And he is begging them that he can fearlessly proclaim the gospel because he knows his execution is imminent. He says, would you pray for me to have the courage to lead? And so many times in our life, I wonder if we would pray for God to give us courage and prayer. Paul is telling the church in Ephesians 6, if you don't get anything from this, if you don't understand anything from this, he's calling them to stand firm through prayer because he's saying, church, one day I'm not going to be here. But God has created you for this, for this moment, to be in this moment, to spread His glory to the ends of the earth, spread the hope of the gospel to the ends of the earth. And you can stand firm by prayer, praying for each other, praying praying without ceasing, praying God's Word, and praying for courage and boldness in all that you do. I wonder if we would do this in this moment as the church, in this season. So many times, many of us feel we're not ready for 2020, right? Guess what? 2021 is going to bring something even crazier. I hate to tell you, that's just what this world does. It's full of chaos. It's full of that. That is what is going to happen. But I want you to know today, Christian, you're made for this. God created you for this. You know how I know that? You're breathing right now. You've got air in your lungs, you are here, you can hear me, you can see me. God made you for this. And the thing is, if we know God made us for this, would we not spend time in his presence praying how he would use us for this time? Paul is saying, church, what we have to do is understand in this moment, our greatest purpose isn't to build comfort in our lives. Our greatest purpose is to have the courage to reach the vulnerable right where they are and meet them where they are and take the obedient step that God takes us and calls us to take in that moment, to go right where they are. If he says, hey, take the money out of your wallet and give it to that person, will you trust him to do it or do you fight him? Oh, but God, I got plans for this. I got plans for this money. There's no way you can provide this for me. Guys, living proof, we are about to dedicate babies here for the first time at the Vine after this service. I'm telling you, living proof, God's Word doesn't return void, and if He calls you to something, He'll see you through it, and it may not happen in your time, but it will in His. But so many times we just have to see that prayer is the answer. So will we be the people that boldly go to our knees first? Or will we be the people that holds it all to the end and ask for God at the last line of defense to be where we are? If we want to see how to stand firm, we've got to learn how to wear our knees out in prayer. Because all through the Bible, when I see God move, his people are on their knees. His people aren't afraid to be on their knees. They don't care. They're not worried about what's happening around them. They're trusting him in the moment. And so right now, what I want to tell you When it comes to prayer, when it comes to where we are, when it comes to to being reconciled with God, to being reconciled with each other, when it comes to praying without ceasing, the reason that this day is here, as I can tell you, there was a lot of prayer. I see see multiple generations in this house right now. Multiple generations. And I'm telling you, prayer's covered all of them, haven't it, hasn't it? If you want to know if you've been prayed for, I guarantee you, all of us have one thing in common. We all have parents, right? No matter what, nothing's changed that. It takes a man and a woman to make a baby. I don't care what kind of science you pull, it takes what a man's got and what a woman's got to make a baby, right? Look at all the prayer that has been covered now. And if we would see that we are the answer to someone's prayer, it's not that hard to get down on our knees and continue to do it, is it? So in this moment, I'm just going to ask you, church, would you just trust God? Would you just trust Him in prayer? Because today, we're going to see answered prayer here in just a little bit. But before we get there, I would be remiss to say why we do what we do every week is so that others can be reconciled to God. So in this moment, I just want to tell you, maybe for the first time, you saw amazing worship, you've heard prayer, you've seen some familiar faces, some new faces, but the one thing you realize is, is in your whole life, you've tried to fight for positions and possessions. And I want to ask you, how's that working for you? Because after 2020, I'd pretty much say most of us with position position and possessions have seen. As a matter of fact, if you survived 2008 and that crash, you look at 2020 and it's looking pretty rough, isn't it? Maybe you've been chasing being a good person your whole life and you realize that it's not fulfilling. And I want to tell you today, the only thing that will ever satisfy you, sustain you, and fill you is Christ Jesus. You can chase everything this world has to offer and it'll only let you down. So in this moment, I just want to ask with every head and every eye closed, as we come to this moment, I want to ask you, have you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I know many of the salvation stories in this house and I know that many of, many of those here have. But for some of us, maybe for the first time we are realizing that we have chased everything in this world but the one thing that matters, and that's receiving the one free gift that this that, that Jesus gives us, the only free thing that is given in this world, and that is the free gift of salvation. And so I wanna tell you and remind you, John 3, 16 and 17 reminds us, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but will have everlasting life. But don't forget this, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. I want you to know today, You can be set free from your past shame, guilt. You can be set free from it today. I couldn't live, die the death I deserve for my sin on the cross, but love me enough not to stay dead, but rose again so that I may have life. Come take over my life, Lord. Teach me to follow you step by step the rest of my life the best way I know how. With every head bow and every eye closed, if you can say it, Lord. of us, we're talking about prayer. You can go ahead and look up. Thank you for being here today. We're about to sing a song uh, about entering into God's presence. And if you really want to know what prayer is through Christ Jesus, we can freely enter into God's presence. i next week we would love to see you here as we talk about angels and demons the best is still yet to come